You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lamb Goat presents the Van Flip Podcast. What is up? Welcome to this week's episode of the Van Flip Podcast. This week, I'm joined by Jason Evans of Manchester, England. I don't know. Would you call it deathcore, brutal death metal, uh, heavy death metal, man? Heavy, heavy, metal, heavy band it? all around. It's very hard <laughs> to classify, honestly. I think about because uh, you guys and you guys produce so much material it seems like you know you guys are just constantly churning out albums in a shorter period of time than normal bands would but that being said when i listened to it i was thinking i was like what would i classify it as because i definitely thought of it as death metal originally but yeah as time has gone on not just with your band but other bands in general it's like a lot more core uh like heavier breakdowns or you know like deathcore type breakdowns have been introduced in other genres and stuff so like the last the last album you guys had that was i could hear that then and then in the new song you guys uh paragon i can't remember the whole thing but uh the new paragon song yeah it was kind of similar to that so I, that was like my main question i was going to ask you first right off the bat was like what would you consider it i mean i know that you want to consider it death metal and that's totally cool because um, it's a cooler vibe to some people than deathcore because it gets a bad rap but deathcore is on a big swing up you know these these yeah. days so it's not as bad as like 2015 well the way i see it is like it's i think depending on what song or what album you're listening to by ingested it that that completely changes what genre of mm. death metal you would say it is because some of our songs are more brutal death metal some of our songs are more deathcore some of them are more slammy some of them are a little bit more old school some of them yeah. have some techie speedy riffs in them like some of them are a bit more melodic some of them are more atmospheric do you know what i mean yeah so it's like because we because we listen to so many different types of heavy music that like that influences and shapes how we would write a song or construct a song because yeah. it just depends on whatever we're listening to or whatever we're, we're into at the time so I think the thing is like all of our songs have different elements of different stuff some songs might have elements of all of that stuff in some of them might have one or two. Like, mm. um, but I feel like you can always tell that it's ingested, even even if we're like straddling like the fences or blurring the lines in between genres of like extreme death metal or whatever mm. you'd want to call it. Um I think it all still sounds like you hear it and you go, Oh, that's ingested. Like straight away. So like if I was gonna if I was going to like classify all of it, like what what is ingested, if I had to put a a label on it, um, 
I'd probably call it, I'd probably say it's like modern death metal. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Or a bad you know idea, what I mean? Bad because it's it. got, yeah, it's got elements of all of these. Because death metal is such a big umbrella, isn't it? Right. You know what I mean? So you've got death metal, which is the big umbrella, and then under it, you've got things like deathcore, brutal death metal, tech death metal, slam death metal, yeah. like, do you know what I mean? Gore death metal, yeah. old school death metal, like all that kind of shit. And then it's like, I think we do all of those things, but we do it. We've we've done it in a modern way, like we haven't. It doesn't sound. I don't think it sounds dated. I think it sounds fresh. Uh, so I would call it modern death metal because mm. it encompasses all of these different genres. Yeah. In various. In various ways, like in various songs or albums, like some albums might be more brutal, some might be a bit more atmospheric. Do you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Of but course, it all comes under what I would call modern death metal. Yeah, I agree. I agree that you know death metal and these days are, like you said, there's a big umbrella, and you can get more pretentious the deeper you go. You know, down the the rabbit hole, so to speak. If you wanted to be tech grind slam band, or you know, <laughs> it, it can get super pretentious. So I totally agree with you on that. Um, but, but but you also got you you started so long ago, almost twenty years ago at this point. Like you know, it's hard to not be influenced by maybe some like I don't want to call it gimmicky because right now it's not that gimmicky. But earlier. <laughs> In the mid two thousands and early two thousand tens, deathcore was kind of gimmicky. You know what I mean? And it did have yeah. a very flash in the pan moment, and then kind of got run under the bus a couple of times. But now it's back because it's withstand the beating, and you know they can't be well, bullied that's, anymore. That's it, isn't it? Because like the thing is, when deathcore first came onto the scene, because I remember it, you remember it, yeah. like we were all there. It was new. It was a new thing. Like, and obviously, like you're always going to get pushback when something new happens and yeah. it's popular, like everybody, like all the people, like the purists or elitists or whatever you want to call them. There's none of those in death metal whatever. or metal in general, Jason. I don't know why you said that. <laughs> yeah, of course there isn't. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. I think, I think a, a trip through uh, some YouTube comment sections on some ingested videos would uh, show you proof of the contrary to we that don't, we don't even have to go that far i'm sure we can go right on the lamb goat and see some comments <laughs> on some articles probably that will make you chuckle or you know make you think about something in a different light but yeah they'll definitely yeah. let you know the, the 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 people in the in the metal world and hardcore world extreme metal extreme music world will let you know they have an opinion and they want you to know it oh yeah i know fucking hell i know about that jesus christ like <laughs> but yeah like what i'm saying is like it was new. It was new. So you're always going to get pushback. You're always going to get people crying about it and whinging about it and moaning about it and saying it's shit and it's lame and it sucks and all this shit. But then what's happened is, like, what are we now? Nearly 15 years later? Yeah. The lines like, are so blurred. Almost 20. Almost 20 years later. Like, when was it? Like, 2006 when it when the death car thing kicked off around? I mean, you could probably... Around there, You could probably it? tie it back even earlier than that. But, yeah, yeah the, probably. more bands started, you know, coming out. Like, yeah, like, well, Job yeah. for a Cowboy Times. Yeah, exactly. Like, but it's like, now we're, now we're here almost 20 years later. And it's it's just another genre now. Yeah, all those bands that broke up... Genre. All those bands that broke up that were deathcore bands are... Coming right back right now. Yeah, I was going to say, they're all getting back together now, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Their kids have grown up, gone to college, like, and they're like, fuck it, oh, dude. They all, they all fucking quit when when times got hard. 
And it was like, <laughs> oh, nobody likes it anymore. And then they all fucking quit, right? And now, oh, Deathcore's popular again. Lana Shore are doing well. Let's all come back. Yeah. Where, where, and who's who's been here in the meantime? <laughs> fucking plugging away for 18 years. These fucking dickheads in Manchester. You're death metal, though. <laughs> it's not Deathcore. You're death metal, man. You're brutal death metal. So don't even yeah. succumb to that. And no hate we, to Lana Shore, in, in and out of each scene, weren't we, I guess? <laughs> well, that's good, though. You can, like, you know covertly kind of su- submerge yourself into little pockets without really explicit you know exploiting your true identity so that's a good idea you know just be able to be like like water just form yes, or whatever just you know? flowing yeah into into all the orifices yeah but i mean you know i is lorna shore to not blame because obviously they they've really pushed the genre into a lot of more uh like you know people's faces in general and they've really been like a champion for deathcore for the most part yeah. uh but like, yeah, I, I mean, geez, before them, I can't really put a finger on like a really like blow me away deathcore band that was in the last couple of years, you know? I mean, I mean, there's been really... No offense to anybody else that's been plugging away at the deathcore situation. Of course, of course. But these like, these been, there's always been really good deathcore bands. Yeah. Even when deathcore fell out of favor and it just became another genre. Like there was always, there was always good deathcore bands. But then obviously... The rise of Lorna Shore is like, it's like nothing we've ever seen before. Yeah, it's really. a different trajectory. Like it's a different, it's a completely different ball game. Like they are killing it, and it's amazing. And um, yeah, so but what's happened is, what's the saying? A high tide raises all ships. That's true. So that's what's happened. So now you've got you've got all these people who are like new to deathcore and death metal and stuff like that, and they've got into it through Lorna Shore. And then they're going, oh, well, what else is out there? And then the, it trickles down to all the other bands. Mm-hmm. And then every, everybody benefits. The scene benefits. Like, the industry benefits. And then what happens is you get more and more bands coming out because they're getting more and more kids are getting influenced, and then it just creates a healthy scene. So I think it's a good, I think it's a good thing. I think it's a great thing. I got a, another question for you since you're a, you know, a United Kingdom resident. There's another band that's wildly popular from your area of the world that um, I don't know what my feelings are on them per se. I don't listen to them. Uh, I know that everything in this world has its place. And I look at these certain bands as like entry point bands, you know, like you were just saying, like probably a lot of people didn't see or didn't hear Lorna Shore on like audio first. They, you know, they've played so many large festivals, especially in Europe and stuff like that, yeah. that I'm sure most of their audience that they've been like introduced to is through their live shows. Hey, what's up? It's Lurk. Looks like you're enjoying the podcast. If you are and you like what we're doing here on the Van Flip, why don't you go ahead and pause this and give us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to. If you want to find out any information on your favorite bands from the hardcore and metal scene, visit lambgoat.com. And to stay in the loop about everything that we post on lambgoat.com, make sure you like us on Facebook and you head over to Twitter and Instagram and follow us at lambgoat. Are you a full-grown adult and you also have a TikTok account? Congrats. Follow us on TikTok as well. You can find us under the username lambgoat.com. That's spelled out D-O-T-C-O-M. Head over to our YouTube channel where we have all of these podcasts in video format plus a lot more content that you should check out. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and you hit that notification bell so you're always alerted when we upload new content. And last but not least, if you want to follow me, Lurk, the host of the show, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at LurkCity. And as always, if you need any of the links that pertain to the artists on the show today, Lambgoat or myself, you can always find them in the description. Thanks for listening to this message. Now let's get back to the show.
So, uh, I, you know, I don't see the casual fan just um, or the casual metal listener just looking at Lauren or listening to Lauren Shore. It's probably something that they've got one over at a show, which is, yeah. you know, going to happen when you see them. But, you know, those people will trickle down and, like you said, find other bands that are similar or heavy. You know, they, they may not have experienced something that heavy. Yeah. Uh, so there's a masked band from the UK that I kind of have this like weird, you know, idea of like how that was either put together or, mm. you know, I don't know if it was a put together situation. I'm not going to name names, but you could, you probably know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. And it's kind of like a horny version of Imagine Dragons if they were angry, you know? <laughs> And that's a really that's a really funny description. I actually I actually love this band. Yeah, like, I yeah I I I've I've liked like when when did they bring the first uh, EP out? It was like six years ago. Yeah, uh, I think the first I, album I, was like oh one uh, twenty one, yeah, not oh one. Yeah, it was like it was six six years ago the first EP, and um, and our guitarist John just came across it, and he played it for me in his car and i was like this is fucking amazing this is awesome so like i've been a fan like since jump the street. very beginning so yeah. like i'm i'm, I'm well, you I'm you've probably been it. around it you've <laughs> been immersed in it a little longer because you probably found out about it early on before the rest of the world did because they're from you know you're part of the yeah. part of the world but like you know i didn't we, i didn't hear, get a whiff of them until like the pandemic and yeah i did th- there's bands like that there's other bands out there that kind of follow in the same, you know, whatever. And the, one thing that I kind of have not an issue with, but like it rubs me the wrong way is when a band comes out with like some heavy songs or, or like an idea of like, Oh, this is going to be a heavy band. And then the rest of the album comes out and you're like, okay, those were the heavy songs. The rest eight, <laughs> eight of these, nine of these are just like kind of like weird filler that don't really yeah. have a place, you know? Uh, not saying, and I haven't listened to any of those l- recent albums from the band we're talking about because it just, you know, I, I start thinking like I get annoyed by it, and I'm, I know that it's got its place, and my yeah. hope is that because all those fans aren't, I'm not, I'm not gonna say that. I would probably say half of the fans that are that band's fans aren't fans of heavy music, so and even maybe more so than that. Who knows? my hope is that their interest in that band or bands like that will get their skin a little itchy and they have to scratch under the surface to find other bands. Like you were saying with Lorna Shore, you know? And, um, yeah, I just, but there's, you hear about, I mean, they're putting your face so much, almost like Taylor Swift, you know, they're like like Taylor Swift at the metal scene or or whatever. And you're like, Oh my God, that's like not even really what this is all. That's a one little part of it, but there's so much more. I think, I think that's more of a problem with the scene in the UK. Mm. It's something that you see very, very often. What, what, do you, like what, what, what's the, as, what problem? Sorry. What, 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 what? Um, with the like things being shoved in your face all the time. Mm. So it's like in the UK scene, obviously it's a small, it's a small country. Isn't it? Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But it's like, if any like alternative or remotely metal band from the UK, like gets a, a width yeah. of any kind of like success or anything. It's like the UK press just goes into fucking overdrive mm. and will just relentlessly shove it down your down your throat. Like 
over and over again. And it's like, I think that's that's an inherent problem in the UK industry, in the, U, the UK scene, is that they seem to, they'll pick whatever is the flavour of the month or the flavour of that era or time or whatever. And then all the eggs go into that basket. And then no other band in the UK at any at any of like any level below that gets anything. Like yeah. it's crazy. It's mad. There's just like like you don't get no press, you don't get no interviews, you don't get no nothing, 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 nothing. Because it's like they go, Oh, this band's popular. That that's gonna get clicks. That's gonna yeah. that's gonna sell magazines. So fuck everybody else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like they don't give a shit about the scene. It's just all about what what quick thing can we do to get traction? So we'll just go into hyperdrive on this band that's popular at the moment. Yeah, and I I think it's I think it's a detriment to the UK scene because I think the potential for heavy music in the UK is stratospheric. There are so many good bands, but none of them get any push from the industry in our own country. Uh, yeah. Like, now I'm thinking wild like it could be so much better because everybody could eat mm. do you know what I mean mm-hmm. and and these bands could get so much more popular they could do so much better but nobody gives them a chance because they don't give a fuck about anything apart from just a bit of traction that's hey, it well you right? know if they so, could if they could sell a couple ads or a couple magazines off the rack maybe way. they would maybe they would get some shine Jason okay maybe that's yeah. their fault you know maybe yeah. the system maybe the system isn't broke no I'm kidding it definitely is uh, we the system's de- fucked, brother. <laughs> we've been uh, we we deal with that on a daily basis too. It's like there's bands that we know that if we were to cover, because we don't cover a lot of like super big bands, right? There's no point. They're not underground. Now, if they've like we, if we've covered them for 20 years and then they just you know Lamb of God, right? Lamb of God. Yeah. We covered them from basically the inception. Now they're like one of the biggest fucking metal bands of in America or you know whatever touring bands. So, of course, we're still going to cover them in whatever tours they're on and whatnot. But, like, same with Slipknot or, or whatever. But, you know, we're not covering, like, Disturbed or Five Finger Death yeah. Punch because, you know, we, we don't, we don't, they don't need help. Uh, yeah. But let's say, on the other hand, we do cover them. We're going to get way more, not only clicks and visitors to the site, right? We're going to get way more ad revenue because that's yeah, how that works. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. No offense, but bands like bands like yours and other bands that we cover, the advertisers have no idea what the fuck yeah. that is, right? And so um tie that in with like, you know, the cool content that Lamb Goat has on there. Advertisers kinda like, you know, don't really want to hang out and advertise that often yeah. on stuff no, like get, that. So I get that, it's, a, what, it's a mix. Yeah, well that's what I'm saying. There needs to be a balance. Mm. And that's the thing, like we balanced. focus on the underground, like that's the that's the whole thing, and and it's a it's a hard juggle sometimes to, yeah. you know, keep the bills paid and also like make sure like this band with a hundred listeners on Spotify can get its you know yeah, get out yeah. there and whatnot, and you know it's a passion project for sure for all of us you know that that are here and um, it's it is it's like a fine line to walk, but you know we'll post about a band and then people will say like oh this band paid to get coverage i was like dude if we did that we would be making way more money <laughs> you yeah. know there'd be a lot more bands getting posted yeah. you would be like who are all these bands but no that's definitely not the case <laughs> but 
I mean, there is still that payola thing, you know, where people pay to be on uh, stream playlists and, you know, placements yeah. and stuff like that. So that still goes on. And, you know, I think uh, people don't realize it still goes on in like our small world too. It's not just yeah. like big bands or big artists. So that still is a, a thing. Oh man. Okay. About that. Let's talk about the new song and the tour coming up, Jason. Okay. <laughs> new album, new tour. It's a whole thing. And I mean, like I said, you guys didn't, you guys didn't wait too long. You you had an album about a year and a half ago already or no, it's 24. Yeah. So yeah, two years ago almost. But yeah, November twenty two. Yeah, last one came out. Am I? Um, I was trying to look. You guys didn't put out a full length for a couple of years because you started in like early two thousand oh six oh five or something like that. But when yeah, was the first full length? Yeah, so we started in two thousand and six, and we released a split EP called the Northwest Slam Fest <laughs> with. Uh, castrated and crepitation which are two other uk like slam brutal death metal bands and that was our first ever recorded release that and it was just four tracks and then the other bands did four tracks as well and i think it was 500 copies made like ever and um that came out in 2007 so that was a year after we started and then we after that we got signed to siege of amida records mm. And then we recorded our debut album, Surpassing the Boundaries of Human Suffering. I think we recorded that in 2008. Nine. And then that was released in 2009. Oh, okay. You record, yeah, recorded it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I was, because uh, I was trying to see like how many, because lately, in the last couple of years, it's been every two years. You guys have been just yeah. like churning them out. <clears throat> but, you know, from like 2009 to 2011 then there's a gap that you have for a couple of years and the ex- the architect of extinction comes out when you are on a century yeah um you guys bounced around a couple different labels is that just because you had you, did, you had to find the right home and you yeah, found basically. the right home eventually I mean, yeah it, like basically so we so we we started off on siege of Amida, did our debut and then our our second album uh surreption on there and then Siege of Amida got bought or subsidized into Century Media, and then we got taken uh-huh. on by Century Media. And then we did our third album, uh, The Architect of Extinction, on Century Media. And um, after that album, we uh, we weren't happy. We weren't happy being on that label. Uh, we didn't think they gave us the support that we just kind of like we we're, were, wanted or needed at the time like uh, just weren't a focus uh, for the for you guys or they weren't a focus yeah, for, I just, for you I just, like it was great at first and then i think they got bought by sony or something or some other big company yeah that'll happen i can't remember which one and then we got a new a and r manager and they didn't really seem to give a shit about us um and then the album came out but it was only released in the uk and europe and it didn't even get a american release hmm. so we were just like this this fucking blows man why are we here so uh we contacted him and asked him for our release we just said we're not happy uh and we'd like to be released from our contract and they were like yeah fine (laughs) so like like, we just yeah so we left and then we shopped around for a bit and um that's how we ended up on unique leader records for so long Mm -hmm. and then we released a load of albums on there uh did really well 
Um, and then it got to a point where we 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 loved being on Unique Leader. It was all it was always good, uh, but we we felt like we got to a point where we were like pressed against the glass ceiling. Oh, I mean, like you uh, grew too big yeah, for that like label we, or like, whatever. Uh, yeah and no. Like it just felt like where we wanted to go, we would have to move somewhere else to achieve what we wanted to achieve. Like out of the country um, or just mentally? No, just lab- label wise. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, so so we we fulfilled our contract with Unique Leader, left on good terms, um, and then we shopped around for a label, mm. and then we got contacted by Metal Blade Records, who said that they heard we were free agents and <laughs> would we like to talk, and we were like, fuck yeah, yeah, because Metal Blade's one of we always had like a few labels that we always wanted. We were like, yo, these are the fucking labels. Like, um, and Metal Blade was always at the top of that. Yeah, I mean, it's like ingested Goo Goo Dolls. I mean, that's like the <laughs> Russian. <laughs> that's a joke. I'm a joke. <laughs> I mean, it isn't a joke. They were on the label, obviously, but you know, that's yeah. fucking. You no, gotta have a, you everyone's got a nickel back, you know what I mean, on the roster. <laughs> yeah, but we were like, fuck yeah, let's go. Um, so then we signed. To Metal Blade, released a first single. Like we just released a standalone single because we just wanted to get something out. So we released Rebirth, and then we started work on Ashes Life Still, and then we recorded that, released it in November two thousand and twenty-two, and then in December two thousand and twenty-two, literally four weeks later, we went into the recording studio and recorded the Tide of Death and Fractured Dreams, which is out. On April the 4th. Yes. Get your pre-orders in now. Yeah, you can check out Paragon of Purity, the latest single by the Manchester Death Slam Brutal Core band <laughs> Ingested. Um, with with Metal Blade, did you never like submit your stuff to Metal Blade in the entire like time that you... Well, I guess I don't know how often you had the option to like shop around for record labels, obviously, because... Um, you were already, um, you, you had a home for, or you had homes throughout the career, but like, yeah. Um, we, well, uh, Bart, who works at, um, Metal Blade, um, we've known him for years and years and years because we did our first European tour with him, uh, <laughs> in 2010 when he used to play bass for, uh, Black Dahlia Murder. Mm. So we've known him for ages and he was the person who contacted us. So we already knew about the band and knew what we sounded like. Nice. He was just waiting. Yeah, so he was like, let's talk. And we were like, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just kind of, it was great because we knew him. Do you know what I mean? Like, everything he said, we liked. Everything we told him that we wanted to achieve and what our goals and aims are, he was like, hell yeah. (laughs) So It's it's different than having like... Yeah, yeah, it's different than having like some Sony A and R guy that has no idea about any kind of heavy exactly. music. Exactly. Well, this is the thing as well. It's like Metal Blade's like a proper independent label. Oh, they're huge. Like, I mean, still, they're huge for an independent I mean? label. Yeah. Yeah, it's like still like a proper independent label. It's like they do it because, like, obviously it's a business, but like you can tell like when you work with them and when you talk with them, it's like they give a shit. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? They care. Like. Whereas with other labels, it's like sometimes it's a bit too 
obviously about the bottom line. Yeah. Rather, there's not really giving a shit about like what you want to build. Like, do you know what I mean? Because yeah, it's like not all, not all bands can just explode. Do you know what I mean? Like other bands have to fucking put the time in and grind it out, in, like uh, bollocks off. Yeah, grind it the hell out. Yeah, you know, exactly. And, but hey, you know what? If you guys grind it out enough, maybe one day Brian will fly you out to Vegas and you can go to the Super Bowl too with Kerry King and everybody That'd else. Be cool. Yeah. It would be cool, dude. It is wild. That'd be cool. You'd it have w- to explain to me what the fucking rules of American hand egg are though, because I don't understand why you keep stopping. I just in, don't get it. In American, I don't understand like, the rules. Why does it stop? American they, football? They get, yeah, they like they pick the ball up with their hands and then they run a bit and then they stop. TV and advertising resets. It's mad. It's mad. It's TV advertising, play, dog. Play TV football, advertising. Just play normal football. It's fifteen minutes. Forty-five minutes. I think it's fifteen <laughs> minutes of actual play throughout an entire game. That's insane. Yeah, it's wild. That's insane. That would drive me mental. I can't. I Whereas, can't deal but with that. you know, and that's the thing too. Like I grew up uh, the the city I live in in North Florida, Jacksonville. I was like a ten-year-old boy when we got an NFL team. And that's the only sports team we ever had or we, we've gotten, like professional sports team that we've ever gotten here in town. And, uh, you know, that became like my life for like a decade plus, two, almost two decades. Now, a little more backstory on it. The Jaguars, Jacksonville Jaguars, have kind of been like the laughing stock for a long period of time of the NFL. Um, we had our shine in the very beginning. And then it was just like to the gulag with you for 20 years. And... It was rough to be a, a you know supporter of that team. What much I'm I'm sure a lot of like European and UK people understand with like their crappy neighborhood soccer football club. You know what I mean? I understand. You know, and you just you live that life of like we would have probably been like de- relegated many times. The Jaguars probably should have been relegated to college football or something. Who knows? But uh, that being said, the lack of play after a while. When I started getting older, I started uh, becoming a really big fan of baseball and. You know, I love that. That's somehow surpassed my love for football because exactly what you're saying. It's like, hurry up and wait. It's a lot of hurry up and wait with yeah. the NFL, dude. Yeah, it drives me mad because it's like, at least with like foot, like I'm, I'm gonna call it football. I'm not. You can I do refuse it. to call it. I refuse to call it soccer. It's football. Footyball, right? Because it's 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 a it's a ball game played with the feet, right? And exclusively the feet. We also kick the ball with the foot, though. <laughs> yeah, but well, you know you barely even pick it up with your hands. Like it's you usually stopping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> should we call American stop ball? That's what it should be called. Yeah, it's not. Like, you... Anyway, with, with football, like it's like it's it's ninety minutes for a full game, so you got forty five minutes on each half, and it's like the only time the, it will stop is if there's a foul or the ball goes out of play or a goal. Yeah, That's but then it. you go you go right back to it. And then you're going right back into it, yeah. like straight away. And what you'll get at the end of, of that half is you'll get what's called stoppage time. Yeah, where they just make so up a like, they make yeah, up a matter. So it's all like, oh well, it. we reckon it's been about three minutes, like, and you'll just get an extra three minutes. But, but they won't. Like but the they won't. You, no one will know, right? Like the ta- like I, I've never been to a proper. It's like it's like the time in between the Royal Rumble entrance. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they always say it's ninety seconds, but it's fucking not. Yeah, it's when fucking. Rikishi rubs his ass in someone's face and then they're like, Kane, it's your turn. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. not 90 seconds. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, you could be on your way to score a goal and boop, that's game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, well, at, no, actually, the uh, if the ball's like in play, they'll usually let the play happen, uh, if you know what I mean. So say if someone's making a run 
like with the ball towards the goal or whatever, and like there's a there's there's like a, a play going on, they'll they'll let that happen, and mm. then as soon as like the action stops, then they'll blow the whistle, and that'll be the end. Yeah, you can tell I have very little knowledge about that game. I played it as a like a, <laughs> I played it when I was like you know seven years old, like all kids do, you know, just run around kicking the ball. Yeah, uh, but that's about it. That's all my soccer knowledge is from right then and there. You you um, I mean UK is pretty much they're they're big cricket fans do you watch cricket it's how you like nah, european nah, european uh, baseball or something you know nah, i don't like cricket i don't I, I don't like the only sports i really like are like boxing mm. and mma like so i watch that um i know i know i know wrestling's not pro wrestling isn't like a sport per se Dude. like but i i love wrestling as well yeah um, and I watch football if it's like a big game, but American like I'm not football? massively. I'm not massively into football. Like, Soccer football or American football? Real, real football. Okay, you keep saying real, like <laughs> yeah, it's real. Football. Whatever. Like, I refuse uh, to say soccer. It's not soccer. Hey, look, just because the entire rest of the world calls it football doesn't mean that we're going to fucking call it football over here. We do everything differently, okay? We lost that drunken accent you guys have. It's all good, dude. We're going <laughs> to... You know? Put all that tea in, <laughs> put all that tea in the bay that one time. Showed you guys yeah. real good. As well, that, that see, like that's why we left, really, because we were just like, <laughs> as soon as you decided to make no tea and crumpets a massive, here, a massive cup of tea without a cup, yeah. we were just like barbarians, and then we left. <laughs> yeah, 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 and but luckily, luckily, this was in the area where you sent your worst criminals. You sent those, you know, you sent those those guys down down under. Yeah, they all went to Australia. <clears throat> well, not all of them. Like most of them are still here in Manchester, but like <laughs> we sent a lot of them. We sent a lot of them. We sent a lot of them to Australia. Yeah, I mean, you guys have been all over the world technically with that with the ships, you know, doing cool yeah. things all over the world. Cool, cool things. <laughs> doing cool things. Ah, no. The way I see it is the way I see it is like spreading good cheer. Back, well, if you look back through like. If you look back through like British history, we got our asses kicked by fucking everyone in like Europe. <laughs> they all conquered us, all of them, at one point or another. And then I think we were just like, just learnt from it. And then we were just like, oh, this is what everyone does, is it? And then we just went out and conquered everything. Just not and then everyone shouted. And then and then and then everybody became the world became civilized. And then everyone shouted at us, and we were like, all right, you can have it back. That's horrible. Here's Hong Kong. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> then you we learned the errors of our ways. <laughs> but did we did we all who knows? Uh, who knows really? <laughs> who knows? I think history repeats itself as a saying cuz it's fucking a repetitive situation, you know. <laughs> but uh you know, speaking of the weird accents and the lack of uh, us having one, I heard somewhere and this could be like just bullshit obviously cuz it's on the internet, but I heard that the reason why <laughs> Australians have that kind of dialect and accent is because not only were they just like, you know, former uh, English people, but they were also like, were just given a bunch of rum all the time and they were just drinking rum all the time. So it was like a drunken accent, which has turned into like the native dialect of that area. It's very possible. Yeah. It's very possible because like if, if you think about the time when it happened, it would have been like, oh, when was it? Well, it, it would have been if we're sending if we're sending like British criminals over, those would have been 
people from like the lower working class. Yeah. So they would have had, regardless of where they were from in the UK. Yeah, I don't think the royal family's getting shipped down there if they did anything no, wrong. No, I know, but I mean like it's like regardless of where you are in the UK, even though all the all the accents are like totally fucking different. Yeah. Like um you can tell where it's a common accent. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. these people who are posh who live in Manchester and they don't sound like me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but they're from the same place, or they're from like yeah. a, a nice place in Manchester, but they're from the same area, but they don't fucking talk like me. But like, so you have like your common accents, and then I guess if you set if all the people who are fucking being sent down there are, are the commoners, like the criminals, like, and then what else are they going to do? They're just going to get keep them pissed, aren't they? They're going to keep them shit faced. Yeah. To stop them from fucking Drink causing a load of trouble. Yeah. And then, yeah, I guess it makes sense. I guess it makes sense. You it's just a end sloppy up with a English accent. Jack Sparrow's down yeah. there, don't you? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 that's exactly what's going on. You got just a couple hundred years of Jack Sparrow's, and then next thing you know, it's like, <laughs> good day, mate. You know? Yeah, I can ah, see it's you lovely. That. It's lovely, Australia, you know. I, 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 we went there last year, and it was it was awesome. Like, I was well scared, because like, I don't like those big like huntsman spiders that they have. Oh, I'm going to be worried like, about that. I was shitting it for the whole week. I was like shitting it because I was like, if I see one of them, I'm like, I'm fucking done. But yeah, those things are huge. I managed to get away with it. <laughs> those things are pretty huge. If I ever saw one in real life, I'd probably be like, that's a fucking nah. alien or something. You know what I mean? Nah, fuck that shit. It's awful. Um, I've never but been yeah. to Australia. And the bit, the thing that kind of, you know, uh, puts keeps me away is the 24-hour flight. So... Dude, no, it was I'm not brutal. into that. It was brutal. I hate flying anyway. You know what I mean? I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. The, I'm flying tomorrow to Canada, and uh, it's like a three-hour, four-hour flight. And I'm like, oh my god, dude. Just yeah, that's not that's not too bad. No, but, but just being. I don't like being thirty-six thousand feet in the air and not being in control of anything. Yeah, I just don't like being trapped for such a long period of time. Yeah, because I because I have like quite. I have like quite a low attention span, like so. I get, I'll get like if I if I'm stuck in in a place, I feel trapped and like, I don't know. Like I start like getting bored. Wig, yeah, getting bored, and I'll start freaking out like in my own head. <laughs> I'm like, I can't get out. I can't like. There's nothing to do. I can't move. Mm-hmm. There's nowhere. I can't go for a walk anywhere. Like, there's like nothing to do. You got to get on one of those planes that has like a double decker with a bar up there that, or something like that'd that. That'd be amazing. But even then, in my, maybe, I'd be worried about it. Maybe if I sell it. a million, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe if a modern death metal becomes really, really popular in the next year or so, you never and know. I sell a million, a million copies of this new album, maybe, maybe I can. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, there, being being on a plane like that would be like insane to me because I would just be thinking about like, God, this thing weighs like x x amount of pounds, and we're yeah. so high in the air. What the hell are we doing? Um, that's where my mind goes when I'm like on the plane, you know. <laughs> Just, I try not to think about that. Yeah, good luck. I don't. I think about it all the time. I think about um, <laughs> that scene in Lost. You ever see Lost? That show on whatever uh, like the decade not really. plus ago. I watched like I think I watched like the first season when it came out. Yeah. Just like, so I'm not, I don't know what's going on here. And then I, no, no one knows what's going on, Jason. No one knew what was going on. Trust me. Every week I would tune in, going like, Are they going to explain the smoke monster or what the fuck's going on here? I don't. They still haven't talked about that. Uh, but there's a scene in there when that show starts off and like the tail rips off and you know, the plane tail rips off and like, I just, that replays in my head repetitively uh, while I'm on the plane. 
like final destination yeah 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 oh fuck that yeah yeah jesus let's get back let's get back uh because we 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 got derailed which is fine i love that but i do want to bring up some of the stuff about the new album because we did bring that up previously you got some cameos on here from the uh, from some new bands and some older bands that are coming mm-hmm. back, uh, you have Josh Middleton from Silosis, formerly of the Architects, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, and then you have um, Mark Hunter from Chimera. Yes. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about how you guys like linked up. I mean, I can understand how you linked up with Josh. He's not. He's probably yeah. like lives down the road from you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but like, how did you guys get in touch with like Chimera, and how'd that work out? And and everything well well me and sean have always been like massive chimera fans since we were kids and like me and sean like even to this day like will vehemently argue with anyone that the impossibility of reason is one of the best metal albums ever written is that the like, red cover one won- yeah the white the yeah, white yeah, one yeah. with the red with the red uh star with the with the uh, chimera logo like that album fucking hell yeah like, it's so good like it's so good um so we've always been like huge huge chimera fans like the reason sean plays the guitar that he plays hmm. uh what is it the esp m1000 or whatever it's because of rob arnold because rob arnold plays plays a guitar like that yeah so then he uh, he was just like yeah that's the best <laughs> like so now he's just got like 20 of the exact same guitar <laughs> just different <laughs> like, different paint jobs yeah, it's ridiculous. Like some of them have even got like the same paint jobs. So, like, <laughs> this one's for like, detuning. This one's for yeah. drop C. Exactly. He just he's just like trying to collect as many M one thousands as he can. Hey, people hoard but, um, people hoard weird things. I'm not to, I'm not here yeah. to judge. Yeah, he he hoards a lot of things, <laughs> <laughs> he, especially M one thousands. But um, yeah, so like we've been huge Chimera fans like for. Well, since we were kids, since the album came out. And um, the way that that came around was uh, Sean, Sean, I think Sean was on our Twitter account. Like, mm. um, but I, I kind of stay away from social media, me personally. Like, I, only, I have an Instagram account. It's not a bad idea. It. Like, it's not a bad idea. I, yeah, I, I just can't, I, I can't be arsed with it. Like, I just have an Instagram account and that's it. Like, um, so Sean was on our twitter and he's like um mark mark hunter's just like either replied to our tweet or like tagged us in a tweet or or something like saying that he likes the new song or something like that i can't remember exactly and i was like mark hunter from chimera and he's like yeah and i was like holy shit this was while we were recording this new album oh yeah so and um and we were like what the fuck that's mad and then, um, so Sean, like, just messaged him, like, saying, oh, thank, thanks, dude. Like, we're massive fans. Like, thanks a lot. That means the world. And he's like, oh, yeah, no problem, man. Love it, love it, love it. Like, and, uh, and then we were, like, writing one of the We were recording one of the songs, and we were just like, this song would be pretty good with Mark Hunter on it, you know? <laughs> like, it well, yeah, like, with that idea fresh in your head. We I think just, any yeah, song is going to feel like, good like Then that. we were thinking about it, and we were like, oh, actually... <laughs> This song could be pretty good, and then we were just like, "Do we ask him? Like, what's the worst he can say? No, hey, like, you never. Do you know what I mean? Is, yeah, of course. The worst thing you can do is not ask. Everything exactly. in this world that's probably something that 
you've liked or that you've wondered how it happened. People ask me all the time, like, how did you do this out of the other? I go, I literally just ask. 90% of the people out there don't ask. Yeah, exactly. So we were like, well, we can't, like... (laughs) let this opportunity pass like, excuse so, me mr hunter sean, are you available yeah. for <laughs> hello hello mr mark like <laughs> nah, so sean messaged him and asked him and we were like you know we've got a song that would be perfect for you like if you if you're down for it like and he was like fuck yeah like send me the track over tell me which bits you want me to do and uh so we figured it out that night sent him the track and then few days later he he sent us the song back with his vocals and it was sick and we were just like this is fucking mad yeah and yeah it blew our minds because it's like having someone that's like such a big influence like on your career like especially like where where we started from and like me as a vocalist as well like he was a huge influence on me like growing up i listened to that album all the time like i was that's one of the albums that i that I practiced doing vocals to when I when I had no idea what I'm di- what I was doing. Yeah, and it was like that's kind of shaped me as as like a vocalist, and then to have him on on our album is just <laughs> just nuts. It's that, just it's just amazing how things like yeah come full circle. Like the senpai, the senpai noticed you. That's what I think. That's what yeah. yeah that's what we say. Um, no, that's cool, and it's cool that you know you were in the process of doing the album, and you got that idea turned around in such a you know quick time to where it can be a part of the album. Especially because I'm assuming you recorded it in the UK, and obviously uh, yeah. Mark's in Ohio, so you know, obviously, well, the internet and everyone's got their own studio in their house basically now, <laughs> so it'll help out. But um, what is your favorite Chimera song? Um. Mm. I'm assuming it's off impossibility. Pure, pure hatred. Yeah. Um, pictures in the gold room. Yeah, I was gonna say that's the one that stuck out the most to me. It still sticks yeah. out over those years. It was such a badass song back then, and it's still dehumanizing process. Is that on that album? That's, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just and remember the breakdown again. Down again as well. Yeah, that's a good one too. I remember I like um, the whole album. I love it. <laughs> I'm not going to say you don't like any of the songs. You said it was your favorite, one of your favorite albums. So yeah, you have to like. You can't have a favorite album that you skip tracks on. I think. No, yeah. no, yeah, no. So. Every track, like if it's if it's in my top ten, I'm never I'm never skipping a track. Yeah. If by chance I appreciate what like it's not just the songs I appreciate. I appreciate the album as a as a as a complete piece of work. Piece of work. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I like the ebbs and flows of the way that an album goes from its start, middle point, and the end of it. To me, that all matters. Like it matters a lot. As like in the order that the songs are in and stuff like that, which is like that's that's something that we we spend ages on. So how long does it take for you guys? So how long does it take for you guys to? Because again, you guys are like in the last couple cycles, it hasn't taken long, and you know you recorded your album the month a month after you fucking released your last album right and like do you write before you get in the studio or do you write in the studio and then the reason why i was asking this question is oh fuck what were you what were you just saying before i interrupted oh oh oh, i was saying like um we spend ages the flow of the song yeah yeah, on the the order of the flow yeah the flow of the album so yeah explain to me like how you guys do that 
in such a short amount of time recently because if it seems like it would be more of a task and i mean i'm sure there's songs that you're like eh, this one doesn't fit on the it doesn't flow right and do you change it to where it flows or do you just kind of leave it off and maybe that's an ep song or a b-side or something well what we do is we we constantly write so as soon as we'd finished writing um ashes lie still like that just the writing process this was months and months before we went into the studio right. to record it as soon as we'd finished writing it and we were like right we've we've demoed it like we've got an idea of what the album's going to sound like like um we start writing the next one like straight away <laughs> so we're just constantly writing all the time yeah um so sean sean is just a riff machine like that's what he does like all week he's just writing riffs all the time writing riffs like putting songs together and then he'll send them to lynn then lynn will write his drums to it and then he'll send and then they'll they'll like go back and forth like if they need to change any bits and then once once that song's happy with with where them two are happy with it then they'll send it to me mm. or sean might write vocals for it because sean me and sean write about 50 percent of the lyrics each okay so if Sean's feeling it and he's got an idea of what he wants to do with it, he'll just say, oh, I've got, I've got an idea for this one. I'll do that one. And then he'll send me a different one. Um, and then either myself or Sean will write lyrics and vocal patterns to it, demo that. And then if we have, and then between the three of us, we'll then, we'll then go back and forth and say like, oh, well, this vocals changed my idea for this bit now. Mm. So, now we've changed this riff or this drum beat, or maybe we'll put like a different section in there, or you know what I mean. And then we'll yeah. just we'll just change the song around until we're happy with it, and then eventually we'll have. Because I mean, oh my god, we had like we had an entire alphabet's worth of songs <laughs> like going into recording uh, these two albums. We had we had songs that were. Song A, song B, song C, song D, all the way from A to Z. Like, because we just had shitloads of songs because we we're just writing yeah. all the time. And then what? You got a handful that go on Ashes, and then now you yeah. have a so handful then, that are going on this one? Did, yeah. Yeah. So then what we did was we were like, right, well, these songs were all kind of written together around the same time. Do these songs work together? And then we'll then like craft an album from the songs that we think work as a cohesive album. It might not be like, oh, these are all the best songs, so these must all go on this album. Like, it's like, we like all the songs. We believe in all the music. But which, what works as a cohesive album? Right. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what has the best flow? How how would this work? Let's move this around. Like, how does that sound? Like, what's the story of the album? Do you know what I mean? Like, sonically, what story are we trying to tell here? Yeah, and how much of that is based on Warhammer? <laughs> if any of it is i had to ask i think you're wearing i think I, that's a warhammer shirt am i not that is a warhammer okay, t-shirt yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh I, i'm fucking obsessed with warhammer like, so i'm sure i'm i'm, I'm sure some of that has, has entered into the lyrics of some of the songs no yeah yeah like definitely definitely like um like ideas of like so when when we write songs um the lyrics that like the meanings of the songs are they're very real 
like so they're all about our personal experiences or thoughts or fears or dreams or hopes or things that we've personally been through in our lives like that that's that's what we write about but we we then frame it in a different light so it's not exactly obvious what we're talking about <laughs> so we kind of keep it like vague mm-hmm. so because a lot of this stuff is personal do you know what i mean it's right. like i don't i don't want to go out there and be so fucking blunt and on the nose about my fucking problems do you know what i mean right, right. <laughs> but i want to get it out because i it feels cathartic and i know and i i i've found like as the older i've got I can't sing a song if I don't care about it. Mm. If I don't care about what I'm singing about. But the way that we frame these lyrics, we do it in a way that's like up for interpretation. So it's like, there's an album, there's a song on a new album uh, called Kingdom of Sand. And the imagery that I use for that song is about a dead king sitting on a throne of sand in an empty kingdom and his greed and ego has refused has made him refuse to acknowledge that his entire empire has rotted Mm. around him and all his subjects are dead all his people are dead they're all dust they're all bones but he still sits on his throne deluded to the fact of what's actually happened but so that's a fantastical image do you know what i mean yeah it's like a king joffrey type type thing yeah it's like a fantastical image it's a fantastical story but that's about something real do you know what i mean yeah you've, that's you've about hidden, a person that that's about hidden the subject in with like yeah. you know you've incognitoed it i get it exactly exactly that's about a person i know that's about something that i that but he's just a warhammer character instead see there you go like but but the reason why i do that is like i like i like i like my lyrics to be up for interpretation because i think if i just do it so on the nose about something that's personal to me then it's only me that can connect with that Mm -hmm. whereas if i leave it vague and up for interpretation where it's like you can see what the point of the song is like Maybe if somebody's struggling, if, if somebody's struggling with something, or they're going through something, and they read or listen to the lyrics of a specific song, and they feel that they can apply that to them, or whatever situation they're in, and it might, if it even fucking helps them, like just a tiny little bit, then, to me, that's like such a powerful and important thing. Do you know what I mean? And that, like, I think that creates such a long-lasting connection between a fan and an artist. Yeah. Like, and I think that's like super important because all the bands that I love and all the songs that mean so much to me from other bands are songs that um, I've found or listened to like when I've been having a hard time with something mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, fuck, like, you know, like, bloody hell. Like that makes sense. Like that song, like you know, to what I'm going through, and then I end up having like a feeling like I've got this connection with that song or that band, and then I just I don't know. I just, to me, that's like so massively important. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 
Is there? So, uh, yeah. So that's why that's why I use some uh, Warhammer in. <laughs> I thought you just like to paint the little pants. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I, I do. Like I've literally got like a massive shelf just here that is just filled with figurines, chaos space marines. Yeah. Like they're all just there. Like just fucking hundreds of them. That's a that's a game that I never really uh never really like got into my world. I know of Dungeons and Dragons from like you know middle school. I fucking love Dungeons and Dragons. I yeah. play it all the time. I don't. I, I don't. I, it's so weird. Like I have this weird ADHD that just like the world outside of what I'm into is non-existent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I don't even know what's going on in news outside of like talking with Jason today about whatever. And then posting about whatever bands putting whatever out, and that—that's basically like my little world for the last couple of years. And then, like you know, I live in Florida, so like someone will be like, "You know, the hurricanes coming tomorrow," and I'm like, "What? <laughs> I won't even know." You know, I'll be out of it. I'll be so out of it because I don't watch TV or anything like that. You know, I spend a lot of time just if I'm ingesting content, it's through the computer. You know, nice. So, I like what you did there. Is what it is. <laughs> I had to. Uh, I have to ask, and I'll, we'll probably end it on this note. But you guys okay. have been you guys have been running for, uh, you know, almost two decades now. Yeah. Uh, you've got uh, quite a few albums out, EPs out, stuff. You know, your streaming. If you were to add up all your streaming listeners, which, again, that doesn't necessarily amount to exactly what it might look like online, but it does, you know, generate some kind of royalties or whatever. So. You have a couple hundred thousand listeners scattered throughout all the platforms. Do you guys support yourself fully off of Ingested or do you guys, or let me rephrase that, support yourself fully off of Ingested or do you have other side projects or have other jobs that you need to do to help make the band a full-time thing? No, this is our full-time job. Nice. we're not we're not rich or well yeah no there's no money in metal dude i I get it i get it it's like we can pay our bills uh there's a roof over my wife and kids head the bills are paid there's food in their bellies um but you know like it's we've had to like you said like we've had to we've had to work our fucking bollocks off for nearly two decades to get to this point just where it's like right we can do this um we can pay ourselves each month. We can make sure our bills are paid and our families are looked after. Um, but now it's like we just want to get to that next step where it's like we can they can be comfortable and not and like don't have to worry. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. So it's like for us, it's never been about it's never been about money or fame or any of that shit do you know what i mean like no you just have to be able to like you said support yourself and make sure you can yeah. create the art yeah, yeah. We're, we're we're three working class lads two of us are from fucking manchester council estates one of us one of us is is from fucking council estate in the welsh valleys like none of us have grown up with money like i was poor as shit as a kid mm-hmm. like just lived on a fucking shitty council estate in fucking south manchester like fucking is a council yeah, estate had... like a uh, like government housing project type thing? Yeah. Or... Okay. Yeah, yeah, but they're like houses, so it's like they're not like big flat blocks. I mean, some of them are, but like where I was living, it's it's just houses. Mm, gotcha. And um, and it's like, so we've grown up knowing that everything is earned, nothing is given. 
Like, if you want something, you have to go out there and you have to fucking work for it. So that's what we've done. Like, we've never had any help. We've never had any handouts or we've never had a Porsche or any, any shit like that. Everything we've done, we fucking worked for it. We fucking fought for it tooth and nail when everybody was fucking telling us that we were shit, <laughs> when everyone was telling us no, uh, you know, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that. And it's like, listen, don't tell a fucking working glass guy from Manchester that he can't do something. Because that's the worst thing that you can fucking do. Gonna do now I'm going to do it out of spite. Mm-hmm. So, like, spite, so, spite's a so good driver. Like, yeah, though, exactly. Dude. So it's like we've everyone's taught, we've done, we've achieved what we've achieved in spite of everyone else. Like, so it's like we we've just worked brick by brick, step by step. Every year has got better than the last. Like we've built, we've built a fan base all over the world that's like super loyal do you know what i mean we don't have any we don't have any fair weather fans that just jump on us because we're the cool thing because we've never been the cool thing (laughs) (laughs) do you know what i mean so it's like all our fans are real like and like we fucking love them like this is all we want at the end of this is to be when this is all said and done is for us to be able to look back and then people go fucking hell ingested. They were literally one of the best death metal bands ever. They just never like, went they away. Were, they were just one of the best. Like one of the best. They might not have been the most popular. They might not have sold the most records. But fuck me, they were the fucking best. Like you go and see them at a fucking live show, you'll be blown away. Like that's that's the shit that I want. I want a fucking legacy. Yeah. I want something that when I'm dead, my kids can go. Fucking dad, look at him go! Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I want, how, I want how old that. are you now? Uh, so my daughter's nine. Okay, and my son was five yesterday. Oh well, happy belated Valentine's Day. Day. Nice. <laughs> uh, do they kind of understand what dad does? Yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely. My daughter, my daughter came uh, to see us when we played with uh, we toured with Lana Shaw. Oh yeah, in the UK and Europe in November, and um, we played. Uh, uh, the academy in Manchester, which was like, it was, it was like sold out. So it must have been about two thousand five hundred. people say, is that like a small theater or arena or something like that? I, we post about it a lot, so it's big. Yeah. It's, it's it's like two. It's a two and a half thousand cap venue. Okay, but it's just it's just one big. It's like if you go in, it's just one big square room with a with a stage on one end. And uh, yeah, my daughter came to see us. That was the first time that she's ever seen us live. Uh, yeah, she finally and and I was like, because I, I said to my wife, I was like, I was like, we need to bring Scarlett to this show, and she was like, oh, what What do you mean? Like, she's got school the next day, and I was just like, it's a really big show in our hometown, and she's never seen us play. Like, I just wanted to come and see it, so she came and she loved it. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you... my go ahead. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, and my son, my son, like he, he looked he. he he just loves metal. Like, yeah, I was going to ask if they're, drum, are they he's fans got a drum. Or? He's got an electric drum kit that he plays and stuff like that. Oh. And uh, he really likes Slaughter to Prevail. Oh, yeah. We're going to have to get us so some went, trigger, I, trigger uh, well, bass pedals. Well, I went to um, I went to uh, go and see Slaughter to Prevail like mm. a, about a month ago. And uh, I was chatting with Alex and that because I've not seen him for like oh, for, for a long time. Like I've not seen Alex for... So we were having a catch up and that, and uh, he was asking me like, "How's the family and all that?" And I was like, "Oh, great!" I was like, "Oh, my son, he 
loves you guys by the way like <laughs> and he was like really and i was like yeah like I, he loves you guys like he listens to baba yaga all the time and uh and then a few weeks later there's a fucking there's a knock at the door and it's the postman there's a big box and it's addressed to my son mm. and i was like oh my god and then he opened it and it's a bloody oh mask. Says the mask thing yeah it's hilarious yeah, he sent him a mask Fucking amazing! So he, like, he hasn't taken like, that off yet since, right? He just oh no, no, no! He's 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 got that. Like he fucking loves it, so he's wearing that shit and everything. And like, but it's just it's just amazing. Like, but it's like shit like that. Like, proper warms my heart. Do you know what I mean? It makes me proud to be in the in, like, scene. The scene that I'm in. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Of Where course. you've got like such such awesome people. That's true. I mean? That's true. Um, one last thing. And then I'll let you, I'll cut you loose because we've gone over the hour. Uh, but I know I just asked you like if you guys did ingest it full time. I wanted to ask how long did it take uh, for that to be a thing? Like how long did it take for you guys to just be able to support yourself? Uh, because and the reason why I ask these questions a lot is because you know growing up, I'm sure people also have this same kind of thought process but growing up i thought that like if you're a band on tour for some reason regardless of level of you know genre or popularity or whatever if you are a band going on tour most of the time you probably were able to pay your bills just specifically doing the band it wasn't until i was in a band myself and went on <laughs> tour that i realized like oh no i still have to pay rent back home and all other types of shit and that's why I ask of these questions about that stuff and some bands don't like to talk about it. So I understand, you know, they want that allure mystique or whatever, but I think a lot of people that listen to you or to this podcast or visit lamb goat, they also might be in bands. And I think that's something yeah. that I try to share or and spread the awareness that like, yes, the masked band that you see all over the place, they're doing very well, but mm -hmm. that's not like, and Lorna Shore, too. They're probably doing very well, too, nowadays. But there are also, like, million bands underneath them that are probably homeless, living out of their cars, living with their parents' basements. Or, or you know, there's a lot. There's, like, a level of where they're at in life on the, yeah. you know, scale of success or financial stability. So, like, that's why I ask these questions because I like to shed light on that. And, you know, I feel... Fans then understand that like, oh, there's no money in that band makes no money, but yet they still do it. And so, oh, that's they're clearly doing it for the love. They're not yeah. doing it to make a million bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's yeah, different yeah, totally. genres. There's different genres that just are never going to get the same love as like other bigger pop, hip hop, you know, country. There's there's so much bigger stuff to choose from that like slam ain't going to fucking be on the radio you know what i mean yeah so yeah but i also like to you know when i come across people that live off of the music in the in the scene like i want to you know put a little light on that and give a little flowers to that because like you said it's a grind so i want to know how long it took you guys to get to that point um i think we so we started in 2006 um obviously at first like you're not you're not like taking it seriously you're doing it it, it is like just something that you're doing with your mates yeah, and your bills you are probably I mean? your you bills just, are yeah. probably different your living situation is different your, exactly. your family situation is like, different because when we when we first started we were all still living with our parents we were all still kids pretty much and then 
and then like as as you get older and you realize that this is what you want to do then you start trying to take it seriously but then it's like well something's got to finance this so then you've all got jobs so then you're doing your job to finance your band but you're struggling to play shows and do tours because you've got to work your job yeah so then you get stuck into that circle uh, cycle so then that gets difficult and then eventually um obviously you want to like you want to move into your own house like and you want to because you with you you've got like a missus and stuff and then so then you need to get a more serious job and then it's sort of like then you're trying to balance a full-time job with a with a band that you're trying that's, to turn into a career that's where it gets a little gets tricky difficult. yeah really difficult because you could then go down was, just the corporate or not the corporate but the the work road and then that dream band yeah. situation goes right out the window and you blink well, an eye and 10 years go by well this is the thing so like my my point at that was i was uh working at nando's which is like a restaurant. <laughs> i know i almost brought it up but i thought yeah, i yeah. thought that it was too english yeah. <laughs> no nah, i worked at nando's and then um turns out i was really good at my job so then i get promoted to supervisor and then i get promoted to manager now manager is a salaried job mm. where it's like and that's a lot of responsibility and it's a full-time job and it's decent it was decent money as well for my age um so then that makes it that makes the the choice really difficult because then it's like well what do i do do i follow my dreams or do i do i just take this this normal job and and the money like Mm -hmm. and then just live a normal life but then it's like then i'm always going to be wondering what if and then i'm always going to regret it because this is my fucking dream so um so then I, i i quit I quit that job and then I went <laughs> and and did the summer slaughter tour in America because I was like, well, look, they're not, they're refusing to give me the time off. I'd, I'd balanced it for as far as I could balance it. Right. And then to the point where it was like, right, you got to shit or you got to get off the pot. Like, do you know what I mean? I'm wiping so, right now. I'm wiping yeah. and getting off. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, right, peace. Um, so yeah, so I fucked off from Nando's um and then went full time and then uh yeah and that that was that so i think i think we went full time i think it was after that was proper full time so then it was that was around 2018 i think okay cool and so then and then when we realized that we could actually turn this into a proper career uh was around 2020 i want to say okay when we were like right okay and then what we did was uh we hired because uh we hired a we have a team of accountants Mm -hmm. that work with us and now what basically they've they've put a system in place where instead of instead of just willy-nilly oh let's just split the money like you know whatever's left over after a tour it now goes into a business and then we now get paid a monthly wage nice so that so that it's all like structured and it's like way more 
it's a lot better for us like paying our bills and stuff like that because it's like a regular income and it's like it's not just here's a lump sum of money well, yeah it's something to make you can it last yeah, you, like you, you do you know what i mean it. like yeah. so it's like it's like a, a proper paycheck like a proper proper paycheck every yeah, month yeah. like which is like it's not it's not like fucking like i said it's not fucking loads it's just it's, it's enough <laughs> yeah you know what i mean like yeah. not living the fucking life right you're not flying out to the super bowl that's exactly not yet not yet, exactly. not yet jason not yet. i'm not i'm not i've not been able to go to wrestlemania yet let's put it that way maybe uh, you know someone <laughs> maybe someone will hear this and they'll invite you to one take you as a, take you as a guest or something like that uh well jason i've had a great time talking to you this is a quite a refreshing podcast here it's quite quite funny and a lot of laughs a lot of these uh sometimes go down the serious route you know because it'll happen but i i uh enjoyed our little conversation today and um yeah this comes out next week so awesome it'll be a good time um one last thing i guess uh the tides of death and fractured dreams comes out uh when is it april april the 4th i do believe nice and then uh you can tell it's got like uh you can tell it by the cool artwork it's got yeah you guys got some really cool artwork on your albums and i wish we would have been able to get into that but you know whatever it happens i got stuff to do you got stuff to do it's it's okay get me on again next time well we could definitely do something like that have another chat we can definitely (laughs) do we're always looking for content maybe not on the podcast but all over the website so we're open to anything and everybody but Check them out. Uh, check Ingested out if you're in Europe, I should say, uh, on the upcoming tour you have. It's in April, I believe, supporting that, is, that release. That is, yeah. You got what? Fallujah, Volvadinia. Yeah, and Mel- uh, Melancholia. Um, and that runs through April and May. Yeah. And we're doing the whole of the UK and, and Europe. Are you uh, headed back over? Are you headed back over here anytime soon, or is that like... Uh, we are working on it, okay. hopefully sometime in the fall, so just keep your peepers peeled. Yeah. Um, we 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 love touring America. Like our biggest fan base is in America, so it's always amazing to get back over There's a lot there. more people out here, man. Yeah. <laughs> tell, me about, tell me about it. <laughs> it's a lot of people's biggest, uh, you know, biggest fan bases are a lot more yeah, people. It's great. Yeah, I, 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 like, we love touring America. The shows are always awesome um so yeah like we're we're looking to get get out there towards the second half of the year cool well if you if you check out the boys whether they're in europe or here in america definitely bring your warhammer figurines get your trade on maybe play some games in the backstage or whatever i'm sure they're down for it (laughs) um all right (laughs) i had a great time jason uh good luck on the album coming out obviously we'll keep posting all the good stuff that you guys send our way Good luck on the tour, and uh, yeah, man, we'll uh, we'll chat soon. Okay, thank you for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> All right, man, take it easy. Peace, man. Thank you. Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. On Future Friday, I talked to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and change our view of the world. You can check out Future Friday wherever you like.